As the state moves closer towards phase three of reopening amid the COVID-19 pandemic, many of you may be starting to think about your inevitable return to the office. Have you thought about what that might look like? It's safe to assume that American workplaces won't look the same when workers return as they did when they left. Building managers and employers must now consider new practices and procedures to keep employees safe and even how workspaces are designed, especially during this time before a vaccine. There are likely going to be a lot of changes in offices across the country. Perhaps they'll require temperature checks before employees are allowed in the building. Landlords may also consider rearranging furniture to be further apart, implementing more touchless features. You might even be restricted in the way you can walk through the workspace with directional signage. There are a lot of factors that employers need to take into account to keep workers safe, and employees should be ready for those changes. That's where Jennifer Frisk and Ryan Harding come in. They're with Newmark Knight Frank, a global commercial real estate firm that is now helping advise their clients on what a return to the workplace could look like post-COVID-19. They shared their insight with Christina Pascucci. So um, let's just jump in and tell me, you know, like, I think your strategy, (laughs) to say the least, has changed a lot the last couple months. It definitely has. It definitely has. We are commercial real estate brokers, and up until a couple of months ago, we spent a lot of our time working with companies, transacting, helping them find new office space, renew existing office space. And since um, COVID and since the stay-at-home measures became a part of our everyday life, our jobs have transitioned to consultants and advisors, and as of late, really trying to help advise our clients about what a return to the workplace looks like, because it's going to be drastically different than when we all left eight weeks ago. Yeah, for sure. And that's what's so crazy about this, because I mean, even when things first shut down, I remember I had a trip planned and I was like, I'm just going to go, whatever, (laughs) thinking it was no big deal. And within a week to two, our entire culture and perception shifted How do you think this new normal will look post-COVID in terms of the workplace? So I think that's what people are really trying to figure out right now, both from a a landlord perspective and an internal company perspective. Ownerships have to make sure that their tenants are safe, obviously for HR and legal reasons, and employers need to do the same thing for their employees. And they may not be on the same time frame. Uh, We've learned over the last couple weeks, and our company is no different, that many of our clients have come out and said, regardless of any measures that are lifted and restrictions uh, that are are now no longer, you know, in effect, you are not going back to the workplace yet because we're not ready for you. And so companies and buildings, buildings and companies are working together to try to figure out what does a building lobby look like? Can we put temperature checks at you know doors how do we load people into an elevator how many people can get in that elevator you know how do we keep a an efficient building of 10 20 30 50 stories and keep people working and moving up to their floors efficiently while only allowing four or five people in an elevator at a time yeah i mean i think if you think about it it's really our entire experience when we go back to work is going to be different from you getting in your car or trying to get to work and then getting to the office um, trying to get up to your floor if in your if you're in a high rise building, and then once you get into your space, what your actual day to day in the office, the times that you're in the office, most companies are looking at 
you know, staggering their workforces. Um, you won't be using shared kitchens. You won't be able to bring your lunch and put it in a refrigerator. You'll be sitting very far apart from other people. There will be markers on the floor everywhere, just like when you go to the supermarket now. Mm. Um, so it's just nothing will look this. Nothing will look the same. Yeah, I mean, some companies are going so far as to say we are only going to allow you to walk in a certain direction around the office space. So really? We'll well, yeah, it's crazy. We're going to determine whether we're going to go clockwise or counterclockwise, but regardless of where you go to keep airflow going in the certain in as much as possible in one direction, mm-hmm. they'll probably force many employees to walk in a probably a counter or excuse me, a clockwise direction no matter where you're going on the floor. And so wow. from an efficiency standpoint, now employees look, employers look at that and say, "Okay, how do we make sure that we're being efficient and healthy and also making money? Companies are in business for a profit, mo- right. most of them, or even a nonprofit. They're in, co- in business for something or someone. And so how do we make sure that we are taking care of our employees in a healthy way while also conducting our business in a manner that allows us to make money? And how do you make employees feel comfortable? That's going to be a, a major hurdle to overcome as well. So that's a big part of this. I think there's really two two parts to this. One is obviously environmental changes, which is what Ryan was talking about with redesigning conference rooms and the way elevators work and just kind of the true logistics. And then there's all of the behavioral changes as well. So companies are going to need to communicate really effectively with their employees. They're going to have to be really clear with them about what both landlords are doing with upgraded cleaning measures, what they're doing in their own space. There's going to be, you know, companies will most likely decide on new ways to greet people um, with either, a, you know, hand over a heart or, you know, elbow to elbow. Um, there'll have to be more flexibility for employees who are sick to stay home and not come to work. So more flexibility with sick policies. And so I think really just companies will need to focus on the behavioral part of it and make sure they're communicating to all their employees everything that they are doing that they probably weren't doing two months ago, mm-hmm. just like the Amazons and the grocery stores of the world have tried to do that had to stay open. That will be the same thing, just on a much smaller, much more diverse level for everyone as we go back to work. And I'm curious from an employee perspective, what you're entitled to demand, you know, like I, I know for us as reporters, we've asked for hazard pay, for example, because if you're at a hospital during a pandemic, what's more in need of hazard pay than that. Um, and so that's something our union has worked on and is working on, but what's something that you think employees are, could demand on, on their end at minimum? Well, employers are already required per all of the employment contracts to provide a safe workplace for employees. And I think the definition of safe, if you look at it from a legal perspective, has changed really dramatically in the last two months. So safe used to just mean whatever you would think of safe, secure, you know, clean, and everything that that now means has been taken to an entirely other level. And so if employees don't feel like employers are keeping the office clean, making sick people stay home, employers are allowed to test and take temperatures. Buildings are not, but employers are. So I think that definition of a safe safe workplace that employers are required to provide just has taken on an entirely new definition. Yeah, I think many employees will probably demand, 
you know, the six feet of social distance with workstations. So Google and YouTube and Netflix and Facebook made the open office benching style, what we call the benching style workplace environment, very cool. Mm-hmm. It was cool to have 100 people in 8,000, 9,000 square feet. Right. And now that's not possible anymore. You, you just can't do it from a... From a, a, a a, a workstation standpoint, you have to set up your furniture in a way that makes sense for employees. So what we're hearing a lot of employees demand is actually not only am I safe, you know, when I walk in the building, but how, uh, what's my workstation look like? Who's cleaning it? When are they cleaning it? How are they cleaning it? You know, they're getting more into the granular details of things that they never thought about before. Yeah. It used to be a luxury to have these cleaners come through and now it's going to be the, the, the new reality. Um, also you guys mentioned when we were speaking earlier, infrared cleaning lights, thermal tracking technology. Um, what kind of technology do you think some companies might instill on a, on a wide scale? Like what, yeah, so that, what do you think we'll see the most? That's a really interesting one. We're, the answer is we're not a hundred percent sure yet. We think that we will probably see the thermal tracking or something like that or infrared more, but I think what we're probably more likely to see are the temperature tests from employers to employees. Mm-hmm. Um, Jennifer made a comment earlier that, in, that buildings are not allowed to test people as they walk in. It's not legal. But employers can test employees. And so I think the biggest change will be we're going to see that infrared cleaning or some sort of you know cleaning measure to know that I'm walking into a safe work environment. But we're also going to see that, that testing is a commonplace around yeah, the I, office. I think the probably the most common from a cleaning standpoint will be um, they're calling it a mist, and they basically mist it all over the entire space when no one's in it. And there's kind of a if someone does get sick in the workplace, there's a, a stronger version, and then there's kind of a maintenance version. So I think a lot of companies will start to implement and bring in kind of outside vendors to, to do that. Um, but there will be a lot of increased technology, and we're really only just in the forefront of this. So as the weeks go on and kind of all of the things we're talking about now are really pre-vaccine, we have a lot of time to develop a lot of technology around cleaning, tracking, um, temperature reading, everything Ryan said. Yeah. Has Newmark Knight Frank, have they given any specifics as to what that office or their offices will look like specifically? So we are in discussions right now with with senior leadership uh, on how to do that on a nationwide level. But that's I mean, we're not even there yet. We're, we're that's we are one of the companies that will not be going back to the workplace, you know, in two weeks or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I think we'll get back in a slower measure, maybe 25, 30 percent of employees on a staggered weekly schedule over the next few months, at least maybe even you know longer, depending on, on the virus and what's happening. But no, we're, our company is on the forefront of this. We're working with our experts internally who were already on board with Newmark before this um, to figure that out. But we have not. We're like most companies trying to figure that out right now. And I think that's why you've seen a lot of the really big tech companies. Um, Slack is another one that just came out and said they're going to keep people home through the end of the year. There's a lot of significant, especially in the tech space, that said you're either staying home through September or you're staying home through the end of the year. And I think a lot of employers look at this from kind of a risk standpoint and can they really make all of these effective changes in the office and how do they balance that with keeping people home and what makes the most sense because there are 
I mean, there are so many factors that need to be considered and changes that need to be made before employees can come back and feel safe, not just because, you know, the shelter in place is being lifted. Mm -hmm. I'm curious. I know, you know, a lot of people have talked about what Zoom will look like and as offices slowly reopen and Zoom persists. Any advice around that, that part of this? <laughs> I mean, we are on so many Zooms right now. I think, I mean, Zoom is here to stay. It was here before. It, it will be enhanced and it will be here afterwards as well. It, it really depends on who you talk to and how much they're on Zoom on a daily basis. I mean, there is such thing as Zoom fatigue, as Jen likes to call it. Um, but but Zoom is going to be a measure that's, that is certainly a part of your everyday work, for work going forward, for sure. We think that it's probably... You know, sick pay and and policies around um, COVID going back to work will, will probably be more of an HR perspective than it will more, um, like a legal perspective, right? Like it's it's or a real estate perspective. It'll certainly be more HR based, meaning they're going to look to employees are going to look to HR directors to say, what can I and can I not do? Can I stay home? Is there more flexibility for me? And that's why, I mean, Zoom will, will persist through this for sure because of that alone. I mean, think we used to jump in our car. We'd go to meetings all over the city, probably not the most efficient use of time. And now, unless we really need to be there in person, you know, we'll probably do either a voice call or a video call. I think large group meetings of more than four people will be discouraged, um, even when we are back to work, just from a safety standpoint. So you'll see Zoom come into play there. And even with, you know, conferences, unfortunately, the conference industry and getting people to big gatherings together, a lot of that will be done on on Zoom and other types of um, kind of online WebEx, whatever they are over the next, you know, until we have a vaccine. Yeah, you know, Christine, I think one of the things that people have to think about, too, is just a lot of this is psychological also. Once we have a vaccine, a lot of this is very different. So what a lot of companies are weighing right now is how much money do I put into technology, Zoom, our, our, our IT system, and how much money do I put into our furniture and workstations and a redesign of the office space or, or not? You know, there's certain budgets for certain companies. And so that's where a lot of employers are looking at the saying, is this a one or two year thing or is this a forever thing? And, and we're all trying to figure that out as we speak. Yeah, it's such a fascinating time. And I think um, as we start to go back to the office, some of these ideas we have will obviously evolve as well as they navigate. I mean, no one really knows what to expect for sure. We're all in an evil, e even playing field now, but we've been, you know, working with a lot of our clients and speaking with a lot of landlords and building owners and trying to make sure that at least people are no people know what to ask for. So at least that they're they're trying to take the right steps to make employees feel comfortable and hopefully to continue to get our economy going again once you know everyone starts to get back to work in a, a redesigned fashion. Are you guys optimistic right now, being that I'm sure you pay closer attention to the market than many? Uh, yeah, I think most companies are starting to figure out kind of what their futures look like right now. I think the real assessment probably comes later this summer when employees uh, employers are back, you know, in some semblance of, of in, inside their offices and kind of really assessing and triaging, okay, what did I lose? Where am I now? Where am I going? But we're working with a lot of companies that are moving things forward, that are still doing leases, that are 
relocating that are in some cases expanding even. Uh, I think a lot of it is industry specific. There are industries that will clearly come out of this better than others. Yeah. But yeah, I think we're pretty optimistic that over the next, you know, 12 months, a, a very slow recovery will start to happen pretty quick, pretty quickly. Yeah. I mean, I think, look, we're all humans and we all want to interact and be around people and collaborate and, you know, be productive and do creative thinking and it's been proven that that is done, you know, with teams or around other people. So I don't think that despite how awful this virus has been, it's not changing who we are as, as humans and how we want to interact with people. And so that makes me optimistic because I know that eventually everyone wants to get back to a place of interaction and collaboration and spending time with people and not just, you know, at home by themselves. I just want to give someone a hug. (laughs) For more info, head to our website where we've got some links to share. Find us at ktla.com slash coronavirus daily. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at KTLA podcasts and at Christina KTLA on Twitter at Christina Pascucci on Instagram. Thanks to those of you who have subscribed to the podcast and left nice ratings and reviews. Both Christina and I appreciate you sticking with us. For the very latest coronavirus headlines anytime, you can always visit ktla.com or check the KTLA News app. We'll have a new episode of Coronavirus Daily tomorrow. Thanks for listening.